Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And this is a Sunnydale Stacks bonus episode. could say that serenity itself is a character on firefly it's a a very metallic character it's got lots of bulkheads but i mean you could say the same of jane (laughs) but serenity isn't the only spaceship that has become its own character in a series so here are our top five lists of sci-fi spaceships number five uh my number five is serenity my number five as well is Serenity. We are so in sync. I know. I know. Uh, it is a super recognizable shape. Mm-hmm. Actually, Chris and I just watched Ready Player One last night, yeah. and he was able to pick it out out mm-hmm. of like a line of spaceships very yeah. quickly because it's just a very recognizable form. Yeah, and I, I'd say a lot of other franchises, even if they do a decent job with spaceships, a lot of them start to look a little samey. Yes. A lot of anything that any sort of space marine has ever been in all seems to be like the same three ships, just slightly painted differently. I mean, and I'll say like, you know, like there, I mean, in terms of practicality, there's only so many shapes you can have. Like to me, most cars look like cars. Um, They're just cars. So I don't fault them, but it is really Mm -hmm. cool when you can have something that is so recognizable. But it also, it looks like, oh, there's a reason it's that shape. It's not just like a bunch of weird exactly. like, pylons going to nowhere for no good reason. Yeah, it's weird to say it looks realistic, mm-hmm. but like you can see it being functional in that world. And they do a good job in Firefly of making Serenity a character that is so mm-hmm. important to the crew, yeah. not just for functionality's sake, that, hey, we live and work on this ship, mm-hmm. but that they all feel this emotional connection to it yeah. that we do as well. Mm-hmm. And how the different spaces are, are are lit differently and shot a little bit differently inside mm-hmm. of Serenity yeah. helps give it a little bit more personality because it feels like it has different facets, whereas yeah. in a lot of sci-fi, the whole spaceship kind of looks the same. And again, even if that's a decent look, like most Star Trek ships tend to all look the same throughout, mm-hmm. even if uh, on the outside they're very distinctive. So that is something I yeah I can picture the engine room and I can picture mm-hmm. Mal's bunk and I yeah. can picture in our shuttle and the, they're all of the same ship but very distinct. Yeah. Number four. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> so I did uh, Battlestar Galactica. Nice. Mm-hmm. I have never seen it. Yeah, uh, either version. No. I the look on my face is there's more than one. Yeah, the the one that you've probably been recommended, uh, which is definitely the one you should watch unless you're really into um, uh, feathered hair, uh, is the remake <laughs> version uh, by Ronald D. Moore. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Battlestar Galactica. It's uh, definitely got a lot of personality on that show because it uh, the whole premise basically is there's this huge attack and the ship that was about to be retired is uh it has to basically serve as an arc for a bunch of people trying to escape hmm. uh again without giving away too much because even our listeners perhaps uh many of them have not uh seen Battlestar, and i do recommend it uh but it definitely they do a lot in the show of giving it its character especially that it is this real old-fashioned ship on this kind of uh not quite earth-like place 
So it feels like even though it's advanced for our technology, there's elements of it that seem like throwbacks, like some of the communication oh, stuff okay. on it. Uh, so it's it's a really interesting ship. And of course, it is the title of a whole series yeah. twice. Uh, three, if you count the Battlestar uh, 1980, was it? Never mind. That's a weird, weird wormhole we don't need to go down. Okay. Yeah. My number four was the Independence Day city size oh. annihilation mm-hmm. spaceships. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Independence Day. I'm very happy that I got to be on Haiti Remembers Independence Day episode. I have strong feelings about that movie. Flaws and all. I love it. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, the biggest moment mm-hmm. from that movie are when these spaceships that have just appeared over major cities annihilate those major mm-hmm. cities and the way that they do that is just so memorable and just god i was so terrified when i first saw that movie of these giant shapes coming through the clouds mm-hmm. and because they're going through the atmosphere they're like they look like they're on fire yeah. and like oh what an image i did feel a little bit remiss when i was making my list that it didn't have a a real traditional flying saucer on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is a great option if you want to do that. Because there's just so many movies where it's like, yeah, I guess that had a flying saucer. Yeah, and it's, it's, not- it's not like the day the Earth stood still type of saucer. It's, it's yeah. that classic shape, but mm-hmm. a different take on it in that it's... Yeah fucking enormous yeah and that that was one i considered but i was like but i don't even know if that that ship in the day the earth stood still had a name and that wasn't really the most i mean the the robot i think gorn i want to say mm-hmm. uh don't correct me if i'm wrong i'll just rewatch the movie at some point that was much more the iconic yes. like, visual thing than the spaceship it had a good moment or two but it was really like that robot all about the alien yeah, yeah. number three number three so this one, uh, I think it starts to get to the ones that like everybody knows, everybody's mm-hmm. heard of. Uh, for this one, it might be a surprise. It's this uh, uh, high or low on the list, depending. Millennium Falcon. Okay. Three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, of course, I had to do something from Star Wars. But- we should say that we did set rules for each other mm-hmm. that we could only do one uh, ship her franchise yeah because you could do a top 12 list of um star wars which uh we should do maybe oh day. yeah maybe just a top 10 star wars vehicles yeah uh but i it, just limiting it down to one i feel like that is the one that's the one that people have had bumper stickers of since mm-hmm. the 70s of my other cars the millennium falcon it's the cool one that everyone wants to ride because the cool guy wrote it Han Solo, of course. Sure. Uh, and Chewbacca. Um, I'm more of a Chewbacca, so, but I want to be Han Solo. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, I just think there's, there's not much that needs to be said. It's super cool. It's very distinct in shape, different mm-hmm. from, uh, other spaceships. I guess you could argue it kind of looks flying saucerish, but it doesn't, it never registered as that to me. So I, I don't count it as that. So that was actually my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of consider it the most recognizable pop culture spaceship. I mean, mm-hmm. people who have never seen Star Wars and they're out there, I've met them. Yeah, uh, They know what the Poor Millennium people. Falcon is and they know like what those words inspire in mm-hmm. a lot of people. It is like th- a symbol of pop culture and nostalgia just in and of itself. And and you, you have to say that like it is also brilliantly named oh uh, yeah, yeah that name yeah it just like it's it's become such a thing in everybody knows the millennium falcon that like 
yeah, it's kind of a ridiculous combination of words, but it works. I just, if I feel like it just represents so mm-hmm. much in terms of just like the freedom that Han Solo mm-hmm. has in this, you know, tyrannical government. And yeah. I mean, it lasts from now the prequel solo mm-hmm. through the new movies. It's, you know, and oh God, that moment that it shows up in Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh my God, what a moment. I have the giggle mm-hmm. fits in the theater because sometimes when I get nervous or really excited, I can't stop giggling. <laughs> sometimes it's really inappropriate, oh. guys. But so we're in this crowded theater and you see the Millennium Falcon and I just can't stop giggling. And like, yeah. it probably sounded to other people in the theater like I was this giant asshole laughing <laughs> at this touching moment, but I couldn't, it was just so exciting. I no, couldn't I control that. it. Yeah. If you're really excited, just like, I, I totally get that. So yeah, that's my number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your number three? Oh, right. My number three is the TARDIS. Okay, okay. Technically a spaceship, mm-hmm. although it is also a time machine. Yes, and, and a phone box. And a phone box. And that's another one where most people recognize mm-hmm. that that blue box is something. Even yeah. if they've never seen it, they're like, that's a thing that people like. Yeah, uh, that actually is my number one, uh-huh. the TARDIS. Because uh, uh, my thinking was that in my mind, that uh, as a symbol is like the most recognizable thing about Doctor Who. And I feel yes. like it's super recognizable where like people would be like, oh, that's that Doctor Who thing. Right. And mm-hmm. they'd be able to pick it out. Whereas most other spaceships, I feel like maybe people would like, oh, I know that's a that's like a famous spaceship from something. If they had if they weren't like big sci fi people, mm-hmm. but they might not be able to place it like, oh, that's that Doctor Who thing that. The kids all talk about right, and and people dress as uh, well. And to to bring times. it back to the idea of like a spaceship being a character mm-hmm. in the franchise, yeah. like it's literally become a character. On the the show. TARDIS is literally a character yeah. on Doctor Who, and like if you're mm-hmm. a fan, you feel such emotional attachment to it because yeah. it is this living being that yeah. we interact with that the do- the characters mm-hmm. interact with that comes alive yeah. that it's um just so so major yeah uh i'll, I'll use this as a, a point for an honorable mention because people are probably going to if they are farscape fans and realize that i haven't put one on the list because i don't think they're iconic enough honorable mention to moya and talon actual living spaceships i mean that they're, they're not real in reality but gotcha yeah. i mean yes they are that shows a documentary <laughs> Number two. Number two, which we already revealed our number one. So this is the, the real. <laughs> yeah. This so is the. This is where the runner up uh, uh, gets the climax. Uh, so I feel like there's a, a decent chance we have the same one here. I would hope so. Uh, <laughs> We're going to have mad people if it's not. Uh-oh. Uh, the USS Enterprise? Correct. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's the one we, we both agree on. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there's a difference be, uh, between the enterprises between seasons yeah. and movies and mm-hmm. series enterprise and res a b c d I sure think e. um i'm not that big yeah. a fan that i would recognize it i would describe my fandom of mm-hmm. star trek to be very casual yeah. the gen- the sh- generic shape of yeah. the uss enterprise and the name mm-hmm. uh is just so recognizable instantly yeah, yeah. and i i think it's it's something that immediately reads as spaceship, but not just any spaceship. Mm-hmm. It kind of has the most saucer-like design in the top of it, but then with the the bottom portion, the nacelles on the side, uh, 
it, it's kind of a combination of the two classic spaceships up until that point, it, like yeah. f- flying saucer and rocket ship, just like kind of cram them together and make this new thing out of it. That's kind of interesting. And of the, I mean, at least of the ones on my list, I I don't know Battlestar not Battlestar Galactica that, that thing. Yeah. I was like, not Battleship Earth. That's a different movie. You know the the other ones on my list, you know, Serenity, Independence Day. Um, the Millennium Falcon are all kind of had that used space look, mm. that kind of junky look. Enterprise is just that classic clean yeah. white, you know, and just looking at it, you see this mm-hmm. hope of the Federation and peace yeah. and, you know, what the future could be. And that's, it's, it's one of the most interesting things because I feel like so much of the used space aesthetic was very much a reaction to the Star Trek aesthetic of everything is clean and looks like everything is fresh off the factory line. It's just been replicated and, and put into place. Uh, so I think it is interesting that, that that is really in its own category. There's not that many other ships and anything space related nowadays that has that same kind of pristine look mm-hmm. because like it just so was de- that was such the definitive look of star trek end of that era that it's kind of like well we can't do that that's just gonna people are gonna say that's you're just ripping off star trek those are our top five sci-fi spaceships <laughs> reach out to us on social media or shoot us an email at sunnydalestacks at gmail.com and let us know yours 